David Bond Reflections for June 28, 2021. Happy birthday, Diane. God's Gifts for Good. By the way, I'm not going to read the first 12 verses of Genesis 14. They set up what is about to follow and what I will read. It's the account of kings doing battle and attacking and taking away the possessions and people of Sodom and Gomorrah, including Lot, Abram's kinsman, perhaps his nephew. And so I'm going to pick up after the battle has occurred and after Lot has been taken captive. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and of Aner. These were allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his kinsmen had been taken captive, he led forth his trained men, born in his house, 318 of them, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions and also brought back his kinsman Lot with his possessions and the women and the people. That's Genesis 14, 13 to 16. Maybe you remember the movie Ransom. Mel Gibson plays a multimillionaire, Tom Mullen, whose son is kidnapped. After initially agreeing to pay the ransom, Mullen decides to use the ransom money as a bounty. It's powerful and gripping, at least it was to me when I was a 40-something-year-old male with growing boys, not yet out of high school. It is a gritty and intense movie with many plot twists, and I was reminded of it when I read this account of Lot's rescue by Abram. Only this time Abram does not put a bounty on the heads of those who abducted Lot, but uses his resources to rescue his, na his nephew. By the way, here we see three of the five capitals at play. The relationship capital is immediately obvious. Abram cares for his nephew. Their relationship makes the rescue mission urgent and important. Abram has allies. That's also a part of the relational capital. And he has resources, which is physical capital. But that's not all. Most obvious is the financial capital. The possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and of Lot and the provisions of Sodom and Gomorrah are all in play. And these enemies seek to enrich themselves with ill-gotten wealth. The enemy will always point to financial capital as the most important. The devil seeks to seduce us to trust in our riches rather than in God. For most Christians, money is the chief rival God. Jesus says that you cannot serve God and mammon or money. Paul tells us that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. In fact, he says, it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. That's in 1 Timothy 6, verse 10. It is gravely difficult for rich people to enter the kingdom of God. That's Jesus, as recorded in Mark chapter 10, verse 25. Money can do much good. It can support missionaries around the world. It can fund the church in our neighborhood. It can purchase housing, food, and clothing. It can allow us to travel to faraway places and experience exciting encounters as we travel. Money is not evil, except 
when we make it our God. But Abram, though very wealthy, seems to handle his wealth quite well, and he uses his financial capital to rescue Lot and his family. He pays no ransom, but leverages his possessions to do battle and to save his nephew. All this makes me want to re-examine the way I use my money. Diane and I are committed tithers. We have set a habit from our earliest years of marriage of giving the first 10% of our income to the local church. These days, that is a bit nuanced for us. We give to the church of which we are officially still members, but we're on a one-year absence from that church. This will allow the transition to new leadership there to take hold. So we seek to follow the instructions given in Galatians 6, verse 6. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. So wherever we visit on a given Sunday, we give an offering. We also support local, national, and international mission efforts. Money can certainly be a rival god, and we constantly want to check ourselves against that rivalry. Because we want to serve God, not money. It can be a tool for good. We want to use our financial resources as God's gift for good. How about you?